Hey there, ProSide small group leaders. Welcome to another small group leaders podcast where we help you to lead your small group. Um, I'm here again with Pastor Tim Ma. How you doing? Hello, everyone. And uh, we just want to first of all say thank you to all of you for continuing to lead, yes. especially during these uh, challenging seasons in everyone's life, the busy season of summer. And uh, we want to make sure that we continue to, to hold the tension that while we're getting back to life and revenge travel, revenge living, there's mm-hmm. nothing more important than staying connected in right, small group. Right. And uh, this is what this weekend's message really pointed to because... You know, in order for us to have a healthy soul and a relationship revolution, we need to live authentically with one another. And obviously, we can't do that in, in a large our large services, mm-hmm. and that's why we encourage everyone to be in small group. And as you heard all of our pastors say, the most important thing that we do from week to week is these small groups. So leaders, you guys are the most important thing uh, in our church, uh, the most important people, and your small groups are the most important thing that we do. And so thank you so much for continuing to lead and lead well. Um, So for this week's discussion, you know, I'll just read the main thought for us. God calls us to love Him and others as we love ourselves. This means we must learn to love ourselves to truly love others and fulfill God's laws, which is to love others, right? The Bible gives us four truths that help us learn to love ourselves so that we can learn to love others well. And you can refer to that uh, in the discussion guide there. But Discussion question number one, as you reflect on the weekend sermon and the main thoughts and passages above, what is the Lord highlighting to you and why? Pastor Tim, what would you share in this moment? So, so much of this discussion today is recognizing that even though we have flaws and weaknesses, that can oftentimes cause us to either hide or not like ourselves, Mm -hmm. not love ourselves. And um, But we can't just leave it there. So I really love truth number two that says God uses our weaknesses to display his strength. I think that's such an important aspect of this whole conversation because it's, you know, unless you're really, um, you know, uh, self-confident and um, well, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but you're, you're delusional. You, <laughs> everyone, everybody knows they have flaws. Right, we all have weaknesses. And right? we, can, we can do a lot of different things with their flaws. We can run from our flaws, yeah. hide, hide from our flaws. But when we recognize <laughs> that, no, God takes our flaws and he uses it for his grace to come in, I think that's really important for us yeah. to realize, recognize, talk about uh, in this group. Right, and but society tells us, hide your flaws, mm-hmm. cover your right, flaws, exactly. right? put on a filter so no one sees right. your flaws, right? But... But to be healthy, we need to, and, I, and so I would share, I love truth number three, right? That honesty and transparency mm-hmm. are the pathways to God's power, mm-hmm. that we have to be honest about yes. our flaws and transparent about our weaknesses because that's how God heals us, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's so huge because, again, culture tells us to cover up and pretend everything's fine, but we are all broken unless you're delusional, right? And so right, we need to right. be honest about the places where we're weak. Um, in places where we're, you know, going through stuff. And that's why small groups are so important, right, Pastor Tim? Because mm-hmm. we can't be honest and transparent mm-hmm. to, you know, 300 people at downtown or, right. you know, whatever it is. We just, you just can't be honest in the lobby. And so where do, where do you have places to be honest mm-hmm. and transparent? And that's our small groups. And so, again, what we do is so important. And uh, one thing that really stood out to me is, as we were sharing is, you know, psychologists tell us that we need to uh, share the weaknesses in our lives so that we can be known and loved mm-hmm. in the place of that weakness, right? That wherever we're broken, who knows about that? Who can love us through that? Yeah, All of us need that. And so we may have lots of friends, you know, that we hang out with, but do they know our places of weakness and brokenness? And can they adequately love us through that? Right? Can they point us back to Jesus? Can they pray right. for us? Because if they can't, we need new friends. And that's what the small groups are for. Right. So that we can right. process all that that's junk. That's great. 
in the context of God's word, receive prayer and receive love, which will bring healing. So I think that's super important. Yes. Um, the second question here is, how have you experienced God transform an area of weakness in your life? What happened and what did you learn about God and yourself through that? Tim, how would you respond to that? The, the biggest thing in my life is this um, complex to and tendency to go into a people-pleasing mode. Um, but as I grew closer to God, um, I realized that because God already receives me and accepts me for who I am mm-hmm. and not how I perform or, you know, making jokes to pe- make people laugh and make people like me, mm. but that, that God already receives me as how he created me to be, that really transformed my whole mentality and my, my heart and how I see other people. Now I don't have to perform for other people just so that they accept me. But because God already accepts me, I can do it with no strings attached. Mm. Whether or not they like me, uh, I'll still continue to be funny. I'll still continue to do the things that um, maybe, you know, make people um, appreciate me. And that's fine. But if they don't appreciate me, I'm not offended because God already receives me who as who I am. That's great. So the truth of God's love for you frees you to yes. be authentically yourself. Yes. Right? You don't have to perform that's that's so huge and you know i i just know in our society that's probably a major thing that mm-hmm. all of us struggle with right we we want the likes on instagram right, we want right. the response from people mm-hmm. but it can easily uh control us in a way that's unhealthy you know that's so huge um you know number three the third question and by the way again leaders you know pick the questions that best apply to your group you know your group best we give you three options mm-hmm. um in my group i t- typically will use <clears throat> one or two of them um, if there's an extra time and people are short, then I'll, you know, I'll share, go through all three, but usually one or two questions is enough. Um, so the third question here, how has God used you to love someone to point them to Jesus? Explain. Uh, or who is someone in your life right now that God calls you to love and to bring to Jesus? You know, I would share in this moment, you know, um, I've seen a lot of people uh, get saved, you know, just through being in relationship with them. You know, mm-hmm. I was, I was in, in small group this past week, and one of the guys in my group was saying, you know, I have a hard time, you know, trying to sell people, you know, the gospel, and I, and mm-hmm. I, and, and I, I don't want to sell them. And I said, you know, I, I got good news for you. We don't sell anything. You mm-hmm. know, we're just, right. we're just loving people, mm-hmm. genuinely caring for them, mm-hmm. and looking for an opportunity, as Pastor Norman always shares, to, hey, tell me your story. Yeah. Can I pray right. for you, right? right? And then share your story. And so we're not selling anything. And I don't know, something about that frees me, because mm-hmm. I, I, I get nervous when I'm around salespeople. Mm-hmm. If I feel like you're trying to sell me anything, like, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't really want to talk to you anymore. Right. Um, but if I know you genuinely love me and care about me, then I want to hear what you have to say. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. most people are like that, right, Tim? And so if we can make people feel sincerely that we care about them, mm-hmm. there will come an open door at some point. And that's what I'm working on right now with uh, some families on Micah's basketball team. You know, we have practices, we have trainings, we have games. Mm-hmm. And so as I shared before, I used to hide in my car and not want to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. But now I'm sitting with the parents, talking mm-hmm. story, building trust, goodwill. And uh, I'm just waiting for that opportunity to pray for somebody. You yeah. know? And so I, I'm planning on having a, a conversation uh, with one person in particular, just asking about how their business is going, you mm-hmm. know, because I know mm-hmm. they, they've been challenged, and and uh, and how can I pray for you? Right. Um, I've actually seen one of the parents, one of the families, start coming to church. They come to our eleven fifteen service now, just through just through building that relationship and goodwill, you know. And so I, I was telling the guy in my small group, you know, evangelism is just that easy. Like mm-hmm. it's not we're not trying to sell and convince and and strong arm people into the kingdom. No, we just love them, right? Right. And when you know someone sincerely cares about you, you care about what they have to say, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's where we can say, can I pray for that? Can I encourage you? And can I invite you, right? Mm-hmm. But but it starts with that relationship. And so 
leaders, I would just encourage us, you know, especially here at number three, uh, to encourage our people. Um, who do you have in your life that you can build a relationship with? Yes. Uh, who in your life is un- unreached, they're not connected to church that you can build a relationship with? Tell me your story. Can mm. I pray for you? And then you share your story and the gospel story. And I think God's going to do some tremendous things um, as a result. You want to comment on that, Pastor Tim? Yeah, I, I think you know one of the major takeaways in what you just shared is to not overcomplicate the process. Yeah. But just as we love ourselves, we can truly love others. And loving others is not complicated. It's just being there for people. That's right. Listening to their stories, sharing our story, what God's done for us. That's right. And again, when people see that you sincerely care mm-hmm. about them, um, eventually that heart will open up. Because that's what Jesus did. He loved people, and yes. the Holy Spirit did the rest. Amen. Well, leaders, we really want to encourage all of our small group members, our, all of our folks to, to do this. You mm-hmm. know, Now is not the time, as Pastor Norman said last week, to close our circles, but it's time to open the circle. In fact, it's time to leave the circle and go and embrace people who are outside because everyone needs a safe place to process their journey, process their pain. We live in a time of great anxiety, a lot of stress, and people are just masking it with activity and busyness and just suppressing all that pain. But at some point, it's going to come out. At some point, they're, they're going to explode, and we want to be the mm-hmm. be a church that embraces people that are hurting so that we can walk people through experiencing healing and freedom and yes. and authenticity. So again, what you do is so important. What we do is so important, so thank you. Thank you, And let's leaders. go have great small groups this week and give people space to process and experience the health and healing that comes from Christ. Amen. God bless Amen. you guys. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you, leaders.